Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is someone very special to me. So just to give you guys a little backstory. So back in the day, we were the youngest of our group of cousins, also known as the 90s babies. And growing up, we lived on opposite sides of the world. She was in California and I was in Dubai. Despite us only being three months apart in age, something she never used to let me forget, the distance never gave us opportunity to develop a close relationship. However, that all changed when she moved to Dubai eight years ago and she lived with us for a few years. And it was then that our friendship truly began and now she has become one of the most important people in my life. During this episode, we discuss her journey through marriage and divorce. We talk about what it means to be in love and in a relationship and why it's so important to never lose sight of who you truly are. She always brings joy and positivity to anyone she meets. And while some people may just know her as Rasha, to me, she will always be Rashrush. Please welcome to the show, my cousin and partner in crime, Miss Rasha Neshashibi. What up? Welcome to the show. Thank How you for having me. Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. How you been holding up with this 24-hour quarantine lockdown? Uh, <laughs> um, to be honest, during the week, it's fine because I'm busy with work and then it's just a normal routine. Uh, the weekends are tough. Tough. And, yeah. Um, because I'm not used to being alone for that long, mm -hmm. like completely alone by myself. I think it's necessary, though. I think um, it's we need to like really take this seriously. Mm. So... A, we don't get it, so it doesn't spread, so we can go back to our normal life, because I'd like to travel at some point this year. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's interesting right now with what we're learning about people and this mm. whole social distancing thing. And you know how I was watching something the other day, and they're talking about how as people, like, we're social creatures, right? Yeah. And we need that social interaction. Yeah. And now the whole message like the message of the world usually it's like come together you know talk and True. everything and now it's kind of pushing the complete opposite way yes and no though i okay because yeah we have to be physically distant but there is so many other ways i'm in communication so <laughs> i'm like no wait um there are yani even though we're physically not together, there are so many different channels and ways that we do uh, communicate with each other. And I think that has brought together so many more people because like now people are doing Zoom calls like from all around the world. Families are getting together. They're making time for each other. Um, friends are like, like last week I had a Zoom call with 12 of my girlfriends oh, no. and we were on there for like five hours. That's awesome. Like, playing games, talking, catching up. So that would never happen if our life was in a normal routine, like as a normal as it was what it was before. Hmm. So, yeah. So you think it has, in a weird way, kind of brought people closer, but not in the way you'd expect it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And not only people as in um, me, like, for example, me and you, but mm -hmm. uh, I think people have taken this time to reflect or I hope so at least or learn to um, deal with different things learn to be alone because a lot of people I think who say that they're um, they like to be alone and they're like uh, and what is it called independent not independent introverts introverts. <laughs> <laughs> introverts and stuff I think this is really putting them to the test because um, as much as you 
can handle like being alone physically like you still need somewhat of a human contact mm. you know like for me it's been very difficult i think the most difficult thing that i've um, been dealing with is not being around my colleagues um because you're with them for most of your time right during yeah, yeah. the week yani throughout the year you spend the most time at work in the office true so that has been very very difficult for me and um i think like talking to my colleagues as well and my team were very close so they've all been feeling about the same thing mm. you know even if we're not we're talking constantly uh, throughout the day but it's just that physical energy that the other person brings around that's what's important yeah so i think you mentioned something really interesting about the introvert part and learning to be alone yeah. or like getting comfortable with being alone for example uh when i was in amsterdam like i know i have a lot of friends in my life and family and have so much support i'm very i consider myself very lucky but there's still yeah, days same. that i felt i was the loneliest guy in the world and learning to become comfortable with that took a while it was a journey yeah. so i'm curious to hear from you how have you because you've been living now alone for like the past years yeah. you know your first time experiencing that so how have you learned to cope with being alone so i've actually been uh trying to figure out how i feel about that these past couple of days because even when all of this corona social distancing started i still had my girlfriends come over and my house is the open house you know everyone's in and out coming in sleeping over whatever it is i was yes living alone quote unquote but i was never really alone so this for the first time i'm really alone by myself and i am loving it really i'm having a blast awesome um like you know everyone's going to the or going to the gym my my gym routine is blasting Dua Lipa's album and dancing around my apartment for my workout <laughs> bouncing around you would never do that you know if I go to a gym I can't do that I'm like okay let me do the row machine or whatever let me look good doing yeah this, let yeah. me let me be serious you can't take your time at the gym because you know there's so many people around and you have to whatever but that's one thing that's like really been just so much fun for me um is working out at home I've also been cooking a lot which I got back to because it's something that I've always loved to do but I never really had time because again if the girls were over we'd always just be like khalas let's just order let's deliver blah 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 so this I'm like becoming a chef I'm becoming a baker you know yeah yeah um but more on like a deeper level um it is lonely it is but i'm also uh, trying to embrace it um i'm really trying to figure out how and what i do when i'm really on my own and i try to track my thoughts from like a third person point of view you interesting. know interesting okay can so, you walk us through that a bit more yeah so you know when you're yani even if you're sitting in your room alone your mind goes 20 miles per hour oh, 20 yeah. million miles per hour 100%, not even for sure. you know so i'm sitting when i'm sitting alone i try to take note of what i'm thinking about and i let my mind wander but i don't let it wander too far if that makes sense because at some point when you're sitting there you're like Okay so it's like a it's like a web right it goes from one thing to another to another to another to another but 
the, it could go, the farther you go along the web, the deeper and the darker it could get. As in, like, you can just have really dark thoughts and, and go into that, like, oh my God, I'm lonely. I'm alone. Oh my God, why am I doing this? So that's where you put an end to it. You know, that's mm. where I'm saying, like, you need to be um, kind of a neutral person in your own head. So I was reading, actually, yesterday, it's very interesting. So I, I'm in the middle of reading The Untethered Soul. Okay. Um, and one of the chapters said that in order to be free um, and to be aware, uh, you need to th- think about your thoughts or like be an observer on your own thoughts. Yeah, so it tells you that you basically have to, you're there with your thoughts, but you don't, but you're watching the thoughts. So basically, like, imagine your brain as a car. Okay. Okay, and you're driving the car, but, I mean, your thoughts are driving the car, but you, as you, are in the passenger seat watching the driver. Interesting, okay. Okay, so that makes it a bit easier because you're 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 I don't want to say you're not in control but you're just watching what the other person is doing and the other person is your thoughts so it's really interesting because I've been trying to do that recently because again being alone your thoughts can go (laughs) any which way right for sure so um I'm really trying to to be that neutral observer And another thing that that chapter read or um, whatever, the part in the book, it was talking about your feelings and your emotions and how all of these emotions that you do uh, go through or experience end up being blockages. So you have to just let it flow. That basically you let your thoughts flow neutrally you let your feelings flow. Like, if you're angry, be angry, but let it flow. Don't dwell on it. You know what I mean? Mm. So, that's, I don't know, it kind of goes hand in hand because, again, you have to be that neutral observer that I'm talking about. How do you maintain being the neutral observer when you feel that emotion? Because that's that's when I feel that spiral that you were talking yeah. about with like the web and you know not going too deep. Yeah, I think when the emotion comes into the pl- into the picture, that's when you struggle yeah. to stay that neutral. Yeah, observer. of course, and that takes a lot of practice. It's not like you can flip a switch and be like, "Yeah, I'm neutral." <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it does take. It's it's very difficult, and it's also difficult to let yourself feel. Like I was numb for a while, mm. so numb, didn't feel a thing, and then I was like, you know what, Rasha, because of you know things that I've gone through. Um, I was like, let yourself feel like you, I am born an emotional person and I am a very sensitive person as well. Why should I quiet my emotions? You know, why should I put pause on them? Why should I throw them under the rug? No, I need to feel it. I need to experience it. And then I can let it go because mm. other way, otherwise, I mean, you're not going to be able to, to grow. You're not going to be able to move forward. You're not going to be able to learn if you don't process and feel and even if it's like it's something that like your best friend did for example and you're like i can't believe she fucking did that oh my (laughs) god and then you want to be angry and you want to do all of this no okay fine yeah she did it she has her own reasons why why she did it 
um let it go let it go let it go that's when i started meditating that that and i've because i've heard a similar analogy before and when i read like all these kind of books Mm -hmm. similar to yours and meditation and stuff the thing i struggle with i'm like okay i'm learning i'm learning i'm learning i'm learning yeah but because you're constantly learning and you keep trying to learn new things and different things i'm thinking about it and it's it's hard to maintain that awareness that that's what's going on you know meditation has definitely helped Mm -hmm. especially from an emotional perspective but i think i personally still struggle with the awareness part yeah but you know the fact that you are aware as in the fact that you're acknowledging what's going on and you know that you know i need to do this and i need to do that means you're already on the path of awareness that's true. So you need to That's look true. at it in a positive way. It's a journey, right? It's yeah. not going to be like, again, you're not going to flip the switch and be like, oh, there's the light. I'm aware. I'm now aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mm. No, it's not easy. That's not how we work. You know, yeah. it's a process. Mm. So you're on that journey of awareness, but at least you are conscious of the fact of what you're doing, conscious mm. of the fact that you want to be aware. So that's already you're, you're way ahead of so many people. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, ho- I hope, you know, I hope and I'm on that path. Yeah. It's interesting that you said that in the past, you would stop yourself from feeling things and accepting them and acknowledging them. Yeah. Why do you think you did that before? And what was the reason you decided, no, it's time for me to, you know, really accept how I'm feeling and experience it and deal with it, like you said? Hmm, that's a great question. Thank you. We try. <laughs> um, so why do okay? Why was I before? Um, I think because I've f- from a young age, um, I had to grow up quickly um, because my mother was sick growing up. So I, um, you know, I kind of had to step up and and take care and you know. Mm all of these things so it was kind of like my emotions weren't weren't priority right now it's let me take care of mama let me do this let me make sure everyone's okay let me be that happy-go-lucky person that everyone knows and you know so I'm like okay let me it's fine like what I'm feeling is not is not priority Mm. um and I am a nurturer by nature I do love taking care of people and then I got into a relationship that later went into marriage. Okay. Um, that I was doing the same thing and I wasn't communicating. I wasn't uh, feeling. I was just numb, mm. you know, and I was mm. going through that and then didn't work. That doesn't, you can't be that way if you're going to be with someone else. Yeah. So that was when I was like, no, Rasha wake up Mm. feel you are a human you are full of emotions embrace it and just go with it do you think the communication part is comes first or is it first you have to kind of accept this is how i really feel and then communicate it Mm. it depends i think i think for me personally it's better to process the emotion and then communicate because in the heat of the moment, you can say so many things and you can get so angry and you can do all of these things and then you're going to communicate and then you're going to hurt the other person even more when, for me, I'm going to take a step back, I'm going to reflect on how I'm feeling, 
because now I've realized my emotions manifest physically. Mm-hmm. So I I sit there and I feel the emotion. I see what how it's affecting my body. I process it. I reflect on it. And then I communicate about it. Okay. Okay. So it's important in your opinion to take the time, process it, understand maybe where it's coming from. Yeah. And then once you've I guess, come to a conclusion about it, then it's time to communicate. Yeah, but it's not something that you, Yanni, you shouldn't hold back from communicating. For example, you should, if I'm put in a situation, mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I need time to process this and I'm going to get back to you. So you need to you need to let the other person know that you're feeling mm. something, you yeah. don't know, you're unsure about what it is, but, you know, just... Hold on just a second. I'll be right back. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sure. know, so it is important. Yeah. So it's interesting nowadays when you're looking at relationships like people around us, mm-hmm. friends, family, even relationships that you've experienced. If I wanted to ask you, because this is something that I think about a lot. Mm-hmm. If I asked you, Rasha, what makes a successful relationship? What would you say? <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that question. <laughs> I want your opinion. Um, what makes a successful relationship? No, I do. I am the right person to ask. Everyone is the right person. Everyone has their own experiences. Exactly. From my personal experience. Yes, please. <laughs> um, to have a successful relationship, you have to be open. You have to communicate. You have to realize that the person that you're with is not perfect it's not a reflection of who you are rather it is um the person that's standing next to you if that makes sense it's the person that i don't want to say completes you but and you know people say the yin tame yang and i don't know what no it's more of like you need to stand i'm I'm just i'm showing you guys with my hands (laughs) but you can't see um you need to you need to be able to to walk with that person through life if okay. that you know walk side by side okay. with that person you're 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 going to be on different paths in life but at least you're together in that so you need to be on the same page i feel um because i think with my past relationship uh we weren't on the same page mm-hmm. um I really think another key key thing is to be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself in every aspect of who you are. And if that other person doesn't appreciate and doesn't see every aspect of who you are and doesn't whether they like it or not, they still have to appreciate who you are, right? Mm. Or else there's no point of being in the relationship. Sure. So I think that's very important to to be who you are and to let the other person be who they are and somehow you meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, there has to be a lot of compromise as well. Compromise? Yes. Okay. What kind of compromises? So again, kind of like what I just said is you're, you're not, the person that you're with is not a reflection of who you are, okay. in my opinion. Okay. So um, you have to, I don't know. I keep I keep saying you have to. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, you have to give and take in a relationship. It's not just 
give, 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 or it's not just take, take, take. Hmm. In my example, I was giving, giving, giving a lot more than I was taking from my point of view. Okay. So compromise is like, if, for example, on a, on a very minute scale, if, actually, I'm going to go a little bigger. Okay. Um, so I was a vegan slash vegetarian for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, for about seven years. Um, and then when I started dating uh, my now ex-husband, um, he started um, to kind of, you know, throw in hints of like, why don't you eat me? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I'm like, mm, not really. That's not my thing. You know, yeah. I, I just... I've gone seven years without it. I'm very happy. I'm healthy. I'm good, you know. Um, And then on our honeymoon, he was like, listen, babe, can we just have, you know, can we just have a seafood dinner, please? Uh, We were in Croatia. It was great. It was amazing. Um, It was actually the night of my birthday. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. You better get me lobster. <laughs> I want I want a whole sea bass. I want this and I want yeah. that and I want, you know. Go big or go home. Exactly. So yeah, so I did that, but and I did it for him more than doing it for me. Hala, don't get me wrong. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. But he should have compromised and been like, "Okay, this is something that she really believes." in and she really feels that this is what's good for her let me compromise and not pressure her to to do one thing or another Mm. because his rationale behind it was like oh i want to share a meal with you i want to i want to experience this with you i want to do and i'm like oh okay yeah sure like i'll do this for you but it wasn't doing it for me which is really important in a relationship you have to do things for yourself or else at the end of the day you're going to be like you're going to look at him or her and in kind of a i don't know not spiteful way but you're gonna you made me do something i didn't want to do exactly like you put pressure on me that i didn't want to exactly okay yeah so um that's one kind of compromise that you know one thing it's interesting that you mentioned compromises because uh me and a friend spoke about it uh, last time on one of the podcasts and he talked we were talking about picking your battles yeah so i think especially in a relationship i think it's super important to pick your battles because i talk to my friends all the time mm-hmm. and they tell you know we talk about their experiences and what they're going through and sometimes they might tell me something i'm like what you let that go why but yeah. you need to do this <laughs> and then the, and then a lot of times it'd be like listen you need to pick your battles okay 100% you, you can't win battles. you can't win all the time yeah. so what would you say about picking your battles? What did you learn from your relationship? Um, which battles can you take? Which battles shouldn't you take? I never, I never picked or partake, partaked, partook, partook. <laughs> <laughs> in any battles, and that was a huge problem. Ah, I see. That okay. was it. Was me, uh, and this also goes back to me. F- not not feeling and now feeling mm. um it was a lot of the time like oh it's fine let me throw it under the rug and move on with my life um so i never really which is very oh by the way it's so important for if you're listening and you're in a relationship fight 
get angry with the other person like feel something you know don't just be like okay it's fine let me move on it's not a big deal because then things are gonna bottle up and it's gonna be a snowball effect and you're gonna fucking avalanche mm. it's not gonna be a snowball anymore yeah um which is what happened in my case yeah i've been there too with that for sure yeah so it's um it's very important to to yes pick your battles but to also feel and and be angry and like if you disagree with something voice your opinion to your partner mm. Should you all let's say something bothers you, okay? Because yeah. this is what happened in my uh, one of my previous relationships. So, anytime something bothered her, mm-hmm. she would tell me, mm-hmm. and I like you. If like if she bothered something that bothered me, I'd be like, does it need to be brought up? Whatever you yeah. know, I can manage it. But like you said, exactly over time, if someone keeps like telling you how you've annoyed them and you haven't said anything and you've been like keeping like a list, <laughs> so then at one point you just explode. Wait a second! Shut up! Do you know you did like this whole list, and then they're like, "Whoa, where did this come from?" Yeah. So, the question I have for you is: Should you always communicate how you're feeling, no matter like no matter how small, like something might annoy you, or is there times that coming back to the picking battles yeah. part is like you know you can you can let it go, or because so, I'm oh, I'm very confused about that part. So this goes back to how um, I process my feelings now. So process it reflect on it and if you think it's important enough to bring up then bring it up but if it's something like the way they smack their gum (laughs) (laughs) or you know i don't know the way they smoke too much or the way they drink too much think about it in the long term like is this gonna bother you for and is is it like a habit that they can change or is it just part of who they are? Mm. And if it is part of who they are, can you accept it or not? Mm. So it, it's like, don't... I've learned to just not react automatically. Um, so it, it does take time, I think. You need to pick your battles. Like, well said. Yeah. Why do you think people nowadays, uh, I think around our age especially, guys and girls, mm-hmm. are so afraid to commit these days? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, commitment. That's a great. That's a great topic. I think because we're in the digital age and we are exposed to so many different things and so many different options and all of these things, everyone's looking for the next best thing. So no one wants to release like, or you're gonna find someone and be like, oh, but maybe there's better. Like, why am I settling? Maybe there's better. Maybe that person, uh, you know, does this and that and whatever. And this person is not the right person for me. But there's a million billion people out in the world that I'm going to find that person that's perfect for me. Mm. You know? Yeah. So it's it's these dating apps and uh, Instagram and all of these things have, I think, uh, jaded our, our view on... Mm relationships and what we should do because we live life now especially our generation in a speed dating world um and i think that's what it is people just think there's better out there Mm. um and i think there's also a fear of commitment now fear yeah so basically you're gonna be afraid of being 
because you know now we're all like oh let's be free and let's you know explore the world and let me find out who i am and all of this stuff so commitment is gonna just mm. put a lock on that mm. you know so i think that also has something to do with it do you think to your point that you mentioned i think the dating apps is a huge 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 factor and probably yeah. changed the way people see relationships for, for forever 100 percent what if those things didn't exist? What if that Instagram wasn't there? What mm -hmm. if Tinder wasn't there? What if all these things? Do you think people would still have the commitment issues that they have because of them? Or do you think it would be a bit easier to make commitments? I think it would be so much easier. Yeah. Like, dude, look at our, for example, our, our parents' generation. They didn't have jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dob, they barely had uh, phone, phone lines, mm. you know? Um, and I'm not saying that I completely agree with the way their marriages um, happened, whether it's arranged marriages or marriages out of love and stuff, because they weren't as exposed as we are. But I do think that they're, they are much more committed than we are, 100%. Mm. Because right now we're hearing about divorce left, right and center. Um, whereas, you know, to our parents' generation, it's like, what? What is, how could you even think about divorce? Yeah. So when it was happening to me, when I was going through my own divorce, my, I think my parents were very understanding, alhamdulillah. I was very lucky and they were very, very supportive. But I think a lot of people were like, but there's nothing wrong with them. He didn't cheat on her. He didn't hit her. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Why are they getting divorced? Yeah. You know, so I think, yeah. It's hard for them to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That, like our parents' generation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, people are people still kind of question, like, what? What happened? <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Sometimes things just don't work out. It is what it is. It is what it is. I think um, something really important in any relationship or whatever you do is to look back and think that I have, number one, no regrets. Oh, 100%. And two, that I did everything I could to make that work. Not just yourself, but also from, I guess, especially in the marriage, that the yeah. other party, you know, there was a lot, of, with you a lot of work. Do, um, do you feel that way when you look back now at your, at your marriage? Yeah. yeah. I, I, till now, um, it was my, my press release um, when I was going through the divorce was, it just didn't work out. We're still good. We're still friends. I still love him. Um, I still respect him and care about him. But it just didn't work out. And do I regret what happened? Absolutely not. Mm. Because mm. I would not be where I am now without that experience, without him in my life. You know? Um, and I, I think, again, thank God. And I think my the universe and i thank myself for going through and putting me through that experience because i have grown so much since then i feel lighter i feel happier i feel like i have so much to offer um because i went through that because now i feel like i know more who i am mm, yeah. because of it 
Um, I know how to deal with things and and I love him for that. Like regardless of what happened, you know, we, we still happened and we it was a huge part of my life. It's a huge experience to go through. Um, but no, no, no way. I, I regret it. No way. Yeah. It's part of my journey. That's awesome. who I am. No, for sure. I think that's I think it's super important that and it's refreshing that you ha- that's the mindset that you have and that's the lessons that you've learned from it. Yeah. One thing I have always thought about, and I I, be- I truly believe in this, I think that certain people mm-hmm. will come into your life mm-hmm. at certain times for a certain reason. Yeah, 100%. You know? Whether it's a friend, whether it's a relationship, a manager, someone will come into your life at a certain point and they might not be there forever. Yeah. But they came for a reason and mm-hmm. then afterwards you look back and you're like, that's why they came yeah that's what i learned uh i agree with you on that yeah i couldn't agree more because i think he was put in my life to um to launch me okay i i launched into becoming russia completely you know i um i really like looking back at my marriage yes there was it was there was like this overlying like <gasps> suffocation numbness you know like zombie mode but i look back and we traveled the world we had a blast we had great friends we had a beautiful home you know so like again even though there was that underlying negativity i still had all of these beautiful things that happened to me so um and then going through the divorce it was it was an an eye-opener okay it was like okay Rasha there's one of two paths that you can take you're at the fork in the road are you gonna take the path of let me sulk and and be depressed and feel sorry for myself or are you gonna take all of this experience and and go through life with a fresh lens I always say I got a second chance at life and I have grabbed the bull by the fucking horns <laughs> and rode that rodeo, yeah. you know, in every which way. It's opened so many doors. And that's why, again, going back, I don't look back at it in a negative way. Mm. I've maybe, you know, here and there, I'm like, Ugh, I hate him. I can't believe him. I can't. He did. Of course. That's normal. Of course it's normal. But yeah. it was always very important for me that there was no negativity placed around the relationship, mm. or placed around the divorce, even even when people would like, you know, like my support system was like, oh my God, that asshole, I'm going to kill him. I'm like, guys, please, I am trying so hard to just be positive and move forward with my life that I just don't want to hear it. Like, yeah. leave it out, yeah. you know? And I did it. I, I, I'm I, so proud of myself for doing it, but I did it. I, yeah. How, because... In my life, in my experiences, not just necessarily with relationships, but with work, whatever it might have been, or every time you get slapped by life, like <laughs> life comes. Oh my God, yeah. I've learned that once you can get past it and get to now the, where you are now, yeah. I'm curious, how confident do you feel in yourself? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I feel like a different person, right? Like, like the, the rug got swept from under my feet. The whole, my whole world turned upside down, but 
right now, the person I am now, I'm like, everyone can fuck off. <laughs> It's my time. This yeah. is me. Whether you like it or not, not. this is what I do. Mm. This is how I am. This is like, it's crazy. It's a whole, I feel like a whole new person, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, the confidence is like, not in a, you know, cocky way, but like just... In yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I am so confident with the person I am and it's a kind of take it or leave it kind of thing. Like, for example, um, after, you know, the divorce, after a couple months and stuff, I started dating someone. Okay. And I did not give two shits about what was happening, mm. what I was saying. I mm. mean, of course, within reason. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I was myself yeah. in every aspect Fully. of who I am. Mm. Um, and it was so refreshing to be with someone that appreciated that person. And that gave me even more confidence, whether it was the emotional connections, whether it was the conversations that we were having, whether it was you know the physicalities of it whatever it was it was just so empowering to be able to be myself and it was so fucking refreshing man <laughs> yeah, so freeing oh my god it's like the shackles have come off this is who i am yeah like literally there was you know when i was going through everything i i really felt like there was such a big weight on on my chest and you know the second we made the decision and everything happened and all the drama you know all of that we move forward and i'm just like ah, i can breathe i can breathe mm. you know so that was um yeah yeah it must great. have been pretty heavy man that's heavy stuff to carry and the heavy experience to go through i it's, can't even imagine yeah it's uh you know why it was heavier as well as because i was going through it alone i didn't not that i didn't have a support system but i wasn't telling anyone i wasn't i wasn't first of all i wasn't even letting myself feel it and and that was a key key thing that i it was a key mistake from my end i wasn't letting myself feel it i wasn't communicating i shut myself off to the to the rest of the world to my family to my friends to my support system and and you know everyone was like dude when like russia where are you like mm. what's going on And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm. <laughs> um, and that was huge. That was like so, it took such a big toll on me. And it was so heavy. Yeah. Like you said, it was um, like to the point where, so I talked to my mom like every day, multiple times a day. I went through a period of not talking to my mom for like maybe two weeks three weeks and at the time I was going through therapy um and I was talking to my therapist about it and she's like why don't you want to talk to I'm like I'm not ready I can't deal I can't even you know I'm just so uh, everything was just so uh, yeah at the time but yeah. I was just like so much tension yeah frustration so frustrating yeah it was so frustrating mm. and so it was it's not easy it wasn't easy at all mm. um but it was also you know, not the best thing for me to go through it alone or what I thought was alone. Um, but again, I've learned what to do now and I've come out of it stronger and now I'm very, like, communicative. Um, I'm much more open. And 
like now when you know there's something wrong you know mm, yeah. like i'll say it now yeah. i'll i'll be like but again i'll be like wait just give me a second let me reflect mm -hmm. and i'll get back to you yeah you know yeah so yeah it wasn't easy this is something uh just on this whole relationship topic and this is something that i always i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to the heart versus mind debate <laughs> do you know what i mean mm -hmm. because a lot of times and i can speak from experience yeah heart mind is saying don't do this yeah look at reality this is it but then heart is so in it that you have like no but there's this small crack in the wall yeah. and there's a little <laughs> bit of like i can see it bro just chill like you know just chill on the side yeah. so i till now even myself i never know what to do i don't know what's the balance so i'm curious for you how do you think about it how do, how do you so feel? yeah so the real judge for me now mm. between heart and mind is yeah. my gut okay so you go with your gut feeling yeah because your heart can be like oh my god he's amazing mm -hmm. and oh wow i'm dreamy and everything is perfect your mind's like red flag red flag don't do it don't yeah, <laughs> yeah you know like exactly. no 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 so i think what's important is for you to to experience or let yourself feel what your gut is feeling because scientifically proven um there's a professor i forgot what his name again what his name is but he wrote the book that is called um when the body says no okay and one major thing he says is your gut feeling is like should lead you basically yani obviously not in those words but your sure. your your gut basically you you get something your mind sends it first to your gut to process and then it goes back to your mind for you to think about it so when they say like oh yeah uh, trust your gut no really trust your gut like you're going to feel uneasy about many things and i did as well i felt um There were many things pre-marriage that was like, uh, maybe not, but it's okay. I'll move forward with it. When it was, should have been like, no, Rasha, like put, put the brakes, you know, go a little slower, take a deep breath, step back and, and, and feel. Mm. And, um, is it worth it? Should you go forward or should you not? At the time, I was like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to go forward because this looks amazing. This life and all these things. And this guy is amazing. And I love him. And why not? But like my gut so many times was like, mm -mm. Mm. yeah, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay. Interesting that you brought up the gut because mm -hmm. that's also a very interesting topic. But let's say okay. we have the heart and mind example, right? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Yeah. What if? No, no, it's fine. You brought the gut into it, for, and because what if your gut is going with your heart, but your mind is still somewhere else? But you like the realities, the signs are there, but your gut, you feel so deeply about this, like yeah. in your gut, yeah, and your heart. So when those two, when those two are together, I think it's a, it's either a recipe <laughs> it's for game the, over, <laughs> either it's a recipe for disaster or it's a, an unstoppable force. force so how yeah. do you? then I guess navigate it if that's the if that's how it goes um so I think in your example are you let's say 
let's say, for example, you are so into this girl, your mm-hmm. heart is mm-hmm. fully there, your mm-hmm. gut is fully there, but your mind's like, mm. but there's this and this and this uh, logic behind why you shouldn't be there. Yeah, I think at that point, you just need to, I don't know, weigh out the pros and cons. I don't know. I have, I don't think I've been in that situation enough Uh, and felt so deeply about something that I can really weigh in on it. Okay. That's so, fair. yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, I wanted to come back to you mentioned therapy because yeah. I think I personally haven't done therapy, but mm-hmm. I've definitely considered it many times. Yeah. I've definitely considered doing it many times. Um, the reason I never went through with it, because I always, from everything I've watched, learned to myself, I'm always like, listen, Okay, it can help. I'm not saying it yeah. can't help. And uh, everyone should, if you need it, go do it. And I fully support it. Yeah. But I'm always like, I'm the problem here. <laughs> It's me. So no. I should be able to, if I should be able to man- like figure this out myself. That's always been my mindset. So what's your, how, why don't you walk us through your experience with therapy and how, what would you recommend about that? Uh, so first of all, don't ever think of yourself as a problem. But it's my, I'm not, I'm not a problem, but this is my issue. It's your issue. My issue. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's a different. Yeah. Um, so I am a huge advocate for therapy. Like I, maybe because of my own experience or whatnot, but so initially going to therapy, we did couples therapy and that was his idea. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do whatever it takes to, to get us try better to yep. try to make this work let's fucking do it so we did we went through um f- a few sessions and then i was like you know what but i want to do i need some sessions on my own as well i need to sort out my own feelings so i can bring that positive energy into our relationship so it doesn't spill over um and oof, whoa it was so liberating to walk into a place to a room in front of a person that has nothing to do with your life no knows nothing about who you are nothing no connections and just talk with no judgment no like no i don't know it it's a it was a very interesting Uh, experience for me again because I wasn't much of a communicator and I wasn't much of a talker in general um but when after therapy it was like whoa okay it was so nice to to talk to someone and have them understand um maybe not your exact situation but Mm. at least help you um navigate through your emotions because you know we're very Uh, narrow in our thinking in a sense that we're either angry sad uh, happy uh, whatever it is but there are so many different emotions Emotions, that aren't only you know these five emotions that we're because we're always like i'm so pissed oh my god i'm happy oh my god that's so but there are like different branches of those of those which is you know you don't you don't really think about because we're so uh, stuck and just using those, you know, those words to to explain ourselves. And that's one thing that um, really helped me was being able to really pinpoint how I was feeling because you would dig deeper and deeper and deeper 
or not. Like I, I could go in and cry for an hour. I could go in and talk for an hour. I could go in and not say anything. And they were just there to listen mm. as like an unbiased person. And it was so nice. I think it's so important whether you are going through a breakup, whether you think you have you know, past issues with your family that have, you know, really stuck with you till now. Um, and actually for me, that was something that I, I had addressed on my solo sessions was that um, the idea of me growing up a bit too fast. So that was one thing that was very important for me to like process and release. Mm. Um, and it was, it's just, yeah, it's you, you bring up whatever you want to bring up. And, you know, different different therapists have different um, focuses and things like whether you're grieving, whether you're you're an anxious person. Like at that time that I was going through therapy, I was getting panic attacks and anxiety attacks like it ain't no thing. And it wasn't something normal for me. I never had anxiety attacks growing up or even in my adult life. And it was so new for me and I didn't understand it. I didn't know why I didn't know um, what it was, how to how to process it, how to overcome it. Mm. And she really helped me. Um, my anxiety was so, it was like so irrational. Like I would get in a car and get like panic attacks. I couldn't breathe. I would start sweating just getting in a car and like our whole life, lives like revolve around getting in a car and driving. Yeah. Um, and it was the, the irrational fear of, not being able to go in a bathroom and to the bathroom while I was in the car. Like, what? You know? So, you know, I would I would talk to her about it. And it was so, again, these were very new feelings that I was going through and I didn't know what to do. And um, when it came down to it, she had experienced, she had expressed that it was, you know, maybe a fear of uh, not being in control. Not being in control. Yeah. So that was um, that, you know, she helped me in that way. That's mm. just a small, small example of how therapy helped me. But sure. um, go for it. What um, what advice? I'm curious what advice because I know she helped you process things and navigate, <clears throat> excuse me, through mm -hmm. things. But what do you have? Maybe do you remember some words of advice or some tips and tricks she taught? you that you now take and you use in your everyday life or was it very specific to that just that time just that situation um no i mean i think she she did help me um she didn't give me tips or tricks but she really helped me and and being able to verbalize what i was feeling okay you know asking uh, the right questions she asked the right questions she she basically told me it's okay to feel what you're feeling whether it's a negative emotion or not you know and it is okay feel we are living breathing feeling beings yeah um so she basically told me like yeah it's okay that you're going through this people go through these things all the time and just you know it's normal it's okay you're not alone yeah i uh, think that's a very important thing to remember uh the you're not alone part yeah because i can imagine especially when you were going through like you said through the the when you weren't talking to your mom and we were going through that 
I imagine you would have felt quite alone during yeah. that time, especially, and you, you just got out of a divorce and that support system, you know, you weren't addressing that support system like you, you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, so, um, no, like, while we were pre-divorce, like, you know, in the in the conclusions of the, of the marriage, I was, because, you know, we had this, like, whole facade, like, you know, again, people were like, oh, what a happy couple, they're great, they're traveling, all these things, and I'm like, <laughs> you have no idea, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Very true. Um, so, it, it, it was, I was never alone, I always knew I wasn't alone, because I had such a great support system, but knowing that you're not alone is different than the feeling of being alone. And I felt like I was being, I was alone, even though I knew I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's it. That's it. Yeah. So I think for me, it was, it was, again, just let yourself go to that support system. Like know that they're there for you and they want their best, your best interest. Um, and you are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, something I was thinking about in terms of marriage, mm -hmm. because like, as you know, for example, you got divorced and a lot of couples nowadays are getting divorced. So I have two questions. Number one, how do you know when you're ready to get married? Because I feel like I've always had this thought in my head, like, oh, no, I need to become like in quotations perfect uh, uh, i know no. Khalid, i know everything and, and then i'm ready so yeah. w number one how do you know when you're ready yeah. and number two what was different about this relationship mm -hmm. compared to your past ones because you've had love in your in past relationships yeah, as well did. you know <laughs> so what was different about this one how do you know when you're ready to get married yeah mm. So for me, it was just a feeling of like, okay, A, yes, he ticks off all the boxes, you know, in a sense of like uh, good family, educated, successful, blah, blah, blah. But also, f I was so intrigued by him because he was so different. Um, and he was... You know, I thought that he like knew so much and he could teach me so much about the world and about life. And he had a different outlook, like we had completely different outlooks on life. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So, um, you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know when you know that it's the right person or when to get married or not. I guess it's just a feeling of like, all right, I'm ready to commit. Let's do this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I even asked him like once, you know, cause we had gone through, like I had gone through something family wise and he really stepped up to the plate. And after that, I was like, oh my God, you know, heart eyes emoji, this guy's amazing, whatever. So I asked him like point blank. I was like, yo, like what's your timeline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and he was like, he looked at me, he's like, babe, I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. And I was like, oh shit. If okay. you like it, then you better, you know? <laughs> um, so, what was it maybe now looking back? Was it rushed? Nah, whatever. But it is what it is. Again, I don't regret it. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, and yeah. Is timing really important? 
you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are there certain times, certain maybe ages? Because nowadays people are getting married all over the place. So I don't know if... See, you brought up age and everyone's like, you just got married too young. I was like, bitch, you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know if I was I, ready I th- or not. I, I don't, don't think you got married too young. I, I was 27. No. Like, I wasn't I wasn't a kid. No. Um, so is timing a thing? Again, I believe everything happens for a reason. I think, like you said, the universe brings in people or experiences at the right time to for you to, you know, move forward in your life. And is timing um, important? Meh. For me, it's a meh. It's not about like I'm not of the of the school of thought that's like you know. Um, oh, it's just it's just the wrong timing. I can't be in this relationship. Okay. Because if you're gonna if you want to be in that relationship, you're gonna make it work, whether or not you you think it's the right time or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, because so. you know, then you're gonna wait for the right time. But then the question comes: is Who says person? when is the right time? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, coming back to the age thing, because something I've learned in my experience, uh, especially I learned to early days with work, mm-hmm. is that age is not a number it's a mindset Mm, mm -hmm. so uh, i remember when i was working with a lot of people that were actually younger than me and i learned i realized working with them like wow these guys have their shit together a lot better than i do i must say you know i think it comes to i think the right word is maturity yeah you know and i think so the timing thing i was talking about is probably more that's probably a better way to put it the maturity because I think the older we get, hopefully, mm. the more ma- technically you're supposed to become more mature, yeah. the older you get. Yeah. But of course, that's not always the case. So I guess how do you become mature to be ready to make that kind of commitment? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a com- like marriage is marriage. Like this, it's supposed yeah, to it be forever. A it's a yeah. huge commitment. So what would you say to that? <laughs> About the maturity of mm. the commitment of the... I don't know. I, I, again, it's situational. I don't know if there's a right way of, or a right time of being mature, or a right, actually, I should say, a right way of being mature, because I think maturity is relative. Okay, it's subjective. It's subjective, yeah. Because um, what I think is mature is going to be completely different than what you think is mature. Yeah, we'll have the same core ideas, but I think it's, it depends on who you're talking to. Okay. So, uh, in in my in my experience, uh, was I mature enough to get married? Uh, yeah, I did. Yani, I was an adult. I knew exactly what I was getting myself into, as commitment wise, and um, so I don't think that had that was an issue. No, for okay. me at least. When you look back over the last few years and the whole marriage experience and the relationship and the divorce, what advice would you have now for people who are in long-term relationships and who are considering getting married or are about to get married? What are the lessons that you learned from marriage that you would give someone else? Uh, First and foremost, never lose yourself. Never lose sight of who you are and never be afraid to express who you are and to show the other person like hey this is me and all my my glory 
you know whether whether you're going through a shitty time whether you're going through a good time whether like this is the way you think because like a lot of the times I don't know why I had this idea in my head that whatever I said was not good enough or not smart enough or not interesting enough so I just kept quiet but I was like wait no but I have I have my opinions on things this is how I think and this is what I what I do and what I know and what I feel and for me I I just stopped showing that part to him because I always felt like um he would talk to me in a condescending way whether it was you know on purpose or not but that's just how I felt Mm -hmm. so um that's one thing that I you know it was it's important that I and you know I mean I told you he's like bro you were like bro where have you been I was like dude I lost myself I I lost sight of who I am and that was such a key part from my point of view of the 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 decline of the relationship that's one thing never lose sight of who you are okay number two is communicate like talk to the person you are with that person you have committed to that person or are committing to this person like talk to them like tell them how you feel tell them your whether it's like the most you know irrational like you know what if the sky was green question you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of these weird ran- talk like don't be afraid to just talk and like and like share your thoughts with the person share your experiences share your feelings you know mm. um it's so important i think those two things are are for me like now moving on and if you know inshallah i do go into another serious relationship and it gets to that point that's going to be like those two things are going to be, you know, ingrained. Ingrained, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So do you have now, now that you've been married, mm-hmm. uh, do you have now a different... Okay, this is an interesting question. How did you think of marriage before? Mm-hmm. And now, how do you think of marriage? Oh, that's a good question. I like it. Mm. Um, how did I think of marriage before? So I thought marriage was supposed to be this, like, fun, which it is, Um you know, fun, oh my God, you get to play house, this person, and we're going to travel, and we're going to grow, and we're going to think, and we're going to do, and all of this stuff. Um, that's what I thought marriage was supposed to be. But I was playing house at mm. the end of the day. Yeah. That was, I took the role of like, I'm going to be the greatest housewife, and I'm going to cook for him, and I'm going to clean, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to host, and we're going to do all of this, all of these things. And then... It didn't like, yeah, on the outside, it was like, oh, my God, perfect. They look amazing. But then on the inside, it was it was it was a bit empty. So what do I think about marriage now? Mm. I think marriage is, um, for lack of a better term, uh, a partnership of souls that are there to grow together. So, um, you are in a marriage for me now. I don't know how to, I need to articulate this properly. Take your time. Um, But I look at marriage now as not a partnership, but a friendship, actually. Yeah, that's a better way. That's a better way to 
Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say uh, not a partnership anymore, a friendship? What's the What's the difference? So when you're when you're um when you're with your friend, right? You constantly want them to to if you know your intentions are pure. Um, you want them to grow. You want them to experience. You like always give them the right advice. You know, you always like tell them like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, do this. Oh my God, yeah, go travel. You can do this in your job. You can, you can, you know, you can move forward. You can grow. You can, but that's also you should bring that into your marriage. Okay. Uh, to, with to your partner. Mm. So, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um. So that's that's something for me that's very important. I want to be with someone that appreciates who I am and pushes me, but in the right way. They speak my language, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, I know you, you've mentioned the five languages of love. I was, that's where I was going next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think you know the the person that you're with needs to speak your language and needs even if they don't speak the same language they need to at least understand you for who you are and okay. yeah yeah because the love languages thing i loved it because it was it kind of put relationships into a new perspective mm -hmm. for me and it gave me a new, new outlook on why a lot of times things don't work or things break down because yeah. So, guys, the whole idea with love languages is everyone shows love in a couple of different ways. And we each have our own primary love languages. And I'll add a link for this in the description so you guys can check it out. Um, what I learned in my experience is. So I know my love language. I knew what hers was. But the interesting thing is, even when I knew that. Mm -hmm. It was hard to. um accept it in that way you know i didn't because i didn't get it the way i needed it but they showed it in their own way and yeah. even though i was aware of it i'm like oh i get it i appreciate it but i'm still like but that's not what i need yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, i yeah. get it i get it so how, what would you say to i guess learning to accept that or being more understanding towards that uh i say compromise compromise meet in the middle mm. like you're always gonna you're always gonna have a different um perspective on things um and i think you need to put a bit of yourself into it put a bit of how you love but also to really factor in what they need their needs they need that. okay so i think that's that's how i would answer you on that okay okay i think that's a good that's a good way to look at it yeah like for me i think my love language is um it was very different to his. He was very, uh, he needed to hear. He needed to. Mm, words. Words. Yeah. He And mine was more of um, actions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my acts love. Acts of service. Yeah. Acts, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah so I show my, my love with acts of service and he shows it with words. So it was, we were completely different because I was shut off. Like I don't talk. <laughs> yeah. You know. Sure. And um he yeah he did you know all the necessary things but it wasn't enough for me yeah or not not like enough what you needed Ex what i needed yeah, yeah. i don't want to say you're right i don't want to say it wasn't enough sure yeah um what do you think so when you go through something like a divorce mm -hmm. i think it would be very easy um, not just about divorce but when you go through such a pain mm -hmm. in your life when that experience comes up again because you were hurt so bad, 
you're like, I never want to experience that again or I never want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you've gone through the process and the journey to deal with that pain and, you know, to be able to see a new future or a new potential, you know, with someone else. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who's gone through something like that and they're like, you know, I never want to get married again. It can never be possible. What would you say? What would you say to that? So again every especially with divorce and with marriage and with relationships in general every every couple has their own story so um i know i know couples that have been cheating on each other and like they still you know continue on with their marriage or not um i was lucky enough to not have any of that going on so it was I don't want to say it's easier for me to to kind of bounce back, but it is in a way because I'm like, okay, it's a relationship and it didn't work. So um, I'm able to to move forward. But if someone has this like, you know, I I don't ever want to get, I don't want to experience that. No, experience it, dude. Like Mm. go through it. Put yourself out there again. Take that risk. Take the risk. Mm. Like I, I, you know took the risk with someone Mm -hmm. again after and it didn't work out and yeah I was heartbroken again I was like oh I'm never you know I I thought I was an icebox before but like he came and thawed my heart anyways (laughs) (laughs) um he and I was like oh shit I can feel again so Mm. you can feel again yeah and you're gonna feel differently and you're gonna feel with more passionately and you're gonna feel like with a completely new perspective and that's so refreshing so no put yourself out there again yeah 100% like take the risk and you're gonna get hurt it's not gonna be the first time that you're gonna find someone and and you know it's gonna click right away and that's gonna no yeah, you're just perfect yeah no yeah. way you're gonna get hurt and I got hurt and I was crying and I'm like and this is why I never <laughs> wanted to put myself out there again I can't believe it and yeah. it's the same yeah yeah but it's normal but you need that again you really need that and you Yanni, whether we like it or not, at the end of the day, we do, I feel like we do need to be with someone. Yeah. You know, yeah. as as much as you like being alone as and as much as, yes, you are all you need, 100%. But having that person just enhances your life in such a different way. Yeah, I think that's a really, really important thing and nice way to put it as well. Yeah. Um, What would you say if I asked you, Rasha? Mm. What does it mean to love someone? What would you say to that? Because that is something that when you okay, you can feel it is one thing, but yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does that mean? I've never been able to really articulate it and put it into words. Is it sacrifice? Is it uh, so? Do you know what I mean? To to from my experience to yeah. sum it up into one word. Okay. Oh, one word. Nice. <laughs> it's to appreciate. Appreciate. Appreciate the person in all of their different aspects see the person like really see really like you know their flaws and their everything their 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 perks and their fetishes and whatever it is just appreciate that person and i think the second you um you do realize that this person is you know amazing for who they are mm. Yeah. as them then that's when you really love that person because uh, for me 
I, you know, there was, there was so many things that I was like, oh, but I don't like this about him. And I don't, and I did love him. I do, you know, or I did, sorry. Um, but there was just certain things where I'm like, oh, maybe not, you know, maybe that's not what love is. is. It is a form of love. And I did love him in one way, but um, I think whether, even if it's, I'm not even talking about relationships, to love someone even if it's a family member or a friend, is to appreciate that person. For all the flaws and all the good and all the all bad. All the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. A lot of times I think that, or a lot of people I've spoken to over the past few years about relationships and stuff, I've noticed, and it's a very normal thing because we're humans, mm-hmm. is that sometimes we'll be talking and we'll be like, yeah, but my ex never did this and she does this. Do you know we always Compare. compare. And I always think that's unfair Mm -hmm. to whatever new relationship you have because this is a completely different person than the person you were with before. So how do you learn or how do you, I guess, get better at not making those comparisons? Um, I... You, you're just going to have to to accept that this is a whole new person that you're dealing with. It's a whole new story that this person has gone through. It's a whole new journey. It's a whole new... Like, the person that you were with had a whole different childhood, had a whole different upbringing, had different parents, different lives, different experiences, different ancestors. All of these things yeah. made them who they are. So when you're dating someone new, you have to take in that that outlook whereas like okay this is a whole new person i'm dealing with yeah we're gonna experience things uh differently and because you go through life and you like i've had relationships where each relationship has it had a different kind of love you know okay every i felt differently towards every relationship that i've had and yeah, of course, you do compare about the little things, but at the end of the day, you still uh, realize that, oh no, but this is this is something new. Like this is a new new fairy tale that we're writing together, mm. you know? So yeah. I think that's where you can stop comparing, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I so don't know if you can. It's easier said than done. For sure, for sure. So, but I think you mentioned something very important that, it's important to look at it with a fresh perspective, mm-hmm. a new person, and a new. I love how you put it—a new chapter that you guys are writing together. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> Thank you, first of all, so much of for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and for sharing with us your experience and your story and being so open about it. I think a lot of people can take something from this, and I hope, so. I, I hope they learn from it. Any last few words of advice that you want people to leave with? Do you? <laughs> um, and 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 every aspect of it, like just completely be yourself, like uh, whether it's for yourself or for someone else, like just love and and appreciate and be free and feel um, everything. Just like just like go on in life and try to be as positive as possible i know it's not easy um but i think that for me has has helped me so much is that that boost of positivity um because life is gonna throw shit at you no matter what like you are gonna 
actually, I'll leave you with this. So, um, when I was going through, what I was going through, I was talking to my brother, who is, you know, my my I don't know how my everything. Mm. Um, he is my mentor. He is everything. And I was just like, you know, at at hit rock bottom. I had no way of of looking up you know i i was just like oh my god what am i gonna do where how the hell did i get here and he told me one thing and he's like rasha a flower literally grows through shit it grows through dirt and it grows through manure and it grows through everything to blossom and to grow into the beautiful flower that it is and you're going through that shit right now so so look at the light at the end of the tunnel like look at the flower that you will become and just go through it like grow through it grow through it and that's what i did to be honest like and and i do feel like i i have gone through that shit and i have blossomed and i'm still continuing to grow and you will always continue to grow and that's it. We're all flowers. We're all flowers, guys. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful way, analogy and a beautiful mm-hmm. way to end it. Thank you so much again, Rashush, for your time. Of really course. appreciate it. And to everyone listening, I hope uh, you enjoyed this. And as always, guys, hope it helps. I hope it helps. <laughs> Peace.